Stone Cold Steve Austin knows that the opinions of beer podcast exist in this world. And opinions, opinions, and beer. Two guys and another guy will never happen again. Hello, and welcome to Opinions and Beer. Today's episode is a tribute episode to Mr. Robert Morgan. But first, we've got the beer of the day. And today's beer of the day is brought to you by the brewery. The brewery brewery. Oh my goodness, what a what a thing to name your brewery. The brewery. The brewery. It's very uh very self-loving, huh? It's like you, they are the brewery. Anyways, this is a partridge and a pear tree. I know that sounds kind of Christmassy, but you know what? It makes sense because one of the last times I spoke to uh, to my uncle was around Christmas time, and so uh, this beer may just fit. I'm not sure it is Christmas time. I think it's just I think it's just a reference for some reason, but it just sounds sounds kind of Christmassy. But the the reason why I bought this is a one of the things about the family thing. But the back says that this this beer was made for special occasions with family and friends and um what a, what other special occasion and then honor the memory of an uncle that has passed and so uh it was like the perfect beer to to grab for this episode um you want uh you want to try this beer Ed Ray you want to go ahead and try this beer before we get on to the tribute let's do it all right here we go we're gonna we're gonna crack this bad boy open oh my god Partridge and a Petri. Oh my god. It pours a very green color. It pours it look it looks green. It looks green when I pour it. It's very weird. It's a very odd color. Uh tradition and innovation. Consider this a blend. And we innovated by staying the course, inspired by the rich and welcoming flavors of certain pear desserts. This quadrupel L sings traditional familiar notes of dark sugar, caramel, and spice. This well-balanced, seasonal, seasonally spiced L is meant to be shared over special occasions with family and friends. So this is going to be very, this is a spiced pear flavor. Spiced pear flavor, apparently. Uh, this is a Belgium quad. Uh, it might be our it might be our first quadrupel L on the podcast if I do believe uh, we we don't really get that many quads uh, I think we had um, the Chimay I don't know if that one was a quad or not if it was and that one was the first but anyways I'm gonna smell this beer oh it smells very peary very peary you can this the pear just comes right off this partridge in a pear tree. Uh, this is 11.3% in alcohol by volume. It's served in a one-pint bottle. Okay, let's try this, Ed Ray. Wow, you know what? It almost tastes like wine. It has like a really interesting flavor. I can oh, I can taste the spices. Oh wow, yeah, this is a. It's like a. It's like a weird. Maybe c- cinnamony, nutmeggy, 
pear flavors. It tastes like tree. It tastes like a pear. It tastes like a pear in a pear tree. It tastes like the tree bark from a pear from a pear tree. Anyways, we're gonna be sipping on this beer as we chat. Um, Edray, why don't you start off? Uh, well, how would you like to start this tribute off? Well, let's uh, let's start off with the fact that Robert Morgan was a nurse practitioner for the state of Texas. And he owned his own clinic over in Kingwood, Texas, which is north of Houston, Texas, called Kingwood Health and Wellness. And since 2003, he he's helped a lot of people within the Houston area to try to lose weight and restore their hormonal balances, whatever have you. And that was what made him very great for the community of Kingwood. I know he's won he's won prizes for his innovations and. Uh, trying to uh, that hair loss cream that he was trying to invent and all kinds of stuff. He's done a lot of things over there. Uh, what? Um, I mean, I wonder what you do when you're when your doctor dies. Well, when your doctor dies, and you have to unfortunately go to a new doctor, and this is one of the things you know. He was a nurse practitioner for a good long time. And the medical establishment is very contradictory because how can you do all these things to get somebody healthy, but yet you yourself cannot make it past the age of 60? Oh, that is weird. That is weird. And it goes back to Dr. Joel Wallach's point that a lot of doctors live to be 56 to 58 years old. What? Yeah. Is it all the stress? It's all the stress that the doctors have to endure, you know, with patients and then, when they have all this money, they think they could go out and eat the good foods and restaurants and stuff instead of staying home and trying to eat a little bit healthier. I mean, that's unfortunately the situation. Doctors are just like people. They eat badly. Doctors are just like people? I thought they were superior. I thought they were superior, too, but they're just as flawed as us human beings right here sipping on beer. <laughs> Doctors... Doctors aren't real human beings, is what you're saying. They're, doctors are just as bad as we are. Because, <laughs> yeah, they, get, they have the license. They have the license to tell us what medicine to take or how to lose weight, etc. But yet, when they have the money, they kind of contradict themselves. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's start from the let's start from the beginning with Mr. Robert Morgan, uh, our uncle. He is the eldest of seven children. Um, they grew up in... Uh, they always grew up in Vider. Grew up in Vider. He moved to Richmond. Richmond. He has three boys. Richmond? No? Where did he move to? Richardson. Richardson. See, Richardson was close to Dallas, huh? No. What am I trying to say then? It, it, maybe it was... It was a weird city. Wasn't it called Dickinson? Dickinson! That's what it was. How'd you know? Well, let's see. Dickinson is not too far away from Galveston. I think it's in the inner part of Galveston County, while Galveston is in is part of, is in part of an island or whatever. Yeah. So basically, they, he was in the mainland north of Galveston, yeah. and that was where he was able to go to school and get his degree as a nurse practitioner. Now, he had three kids, but him being the eldest of the... Him being the eldest, we never really seen him as much as the other cousins. Or did you? Did you see him a lot when you were growing up? 
Well, I suppose from the early 90s all the way to the mid-90s, and then that was when he got serious about a lot of things in life and ended up becoming a nurse practitioner by the year 2001 or so. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to see him. The only time I really seen Uncle Robert was when we'd take, like, the yearly yearly camping trips. Like, yearly camping trips and maybe the one-offs here and there, I'd see him throughout the year. But other than that, it was, like, mainly the camping trips I'd see him. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember taking any uh, camping trips with Uncle Robert? Maybe, but the one thing that I do remember was back in 2008 going into 2009, it was New Year's Eve of 2009, we were over at his place over in uh, Cold Spring, I think it was, somewhere Mm. in uh, San Jacinto County, and we worked a hell of a lot just to clear his land, but then at the end of the night, we would sit by a fire, tell some stories, and watch the fireworks explode, then the next day, everything everything, uh, just went back to normal, and we went home. Yeah, I remember all that. I remember, remember, oh, dude, do you remember, do you remember when we went to Uncle Robert's land and he let you drive the uh, the ATV thing? I believe so. And well, you're like, Super Danger Can Drive! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super Danger Can Drive! That's pretty crazy. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, uh, one of the one of my favorite memories from Uncle Robert that I tell everybody is we were all I can't remember why we all met up, but we all met up and ate at Papados. Okay, we were all eating at Papados for some reason, and Uncle Robert he sits next to me and he keeps saying like funny stuff, but like at some point he leaned he leaned over as close as he could get to me and put his lips in my ear. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, hey. Hey, hey, he, he whispers, he goes, uh, well, women love it when you lick their pussy. <laughs> and I said, what the hell are you doing? Why are you saying this in the middle of Papa Do's? You just like women like it when they, you lick their pussy. <laughs> Shows how much of an old degenerate he was. Do you agree with his uh, his advice? Well, I wouldn't know because I don't mess with women. <laughs> well, just just know if you mess with a woman, take Uncle Rob's advice. They love it when you lick their pussy. Uh, oh, well, it, that was just funny to me. It, it, yeah, it's going to depend on how much drugs I take prior to. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Uncle Robert was quite the character. Um he had a he had a very uh, unique voice compared to the other Morgans. Uh, I, I I don't know. I just see he he was the most he was the thing is with Uncle Robert is I respected him as far as like what he accomplished. I just didn't get to know him as much as some of the other uncles. They just you know he was always just be successful. <laughs> he was all he was always off being like succeeding and being a doctor like over in Kingwood and stuff and so everyone else kind of lives everyone else still lives in the southeast Texas area he was really the only one that that never really moves back or never like comes back around like even like some of the other uncles Uncle Josh he'll go and live in Kansas and stuff but he still has a house down here so you see him 
you know, a little bit, and then it's like, you know, just growing up, I mean, just growing up, Uncle Robert's always lived kind of a distance away, Uh, but I will say that when, uh, uh, oh, another, another good memory I have of him that I always, the memory I will always have of him was when he sewed my face back up. So my scarring, my scars, he had to sew that up. So I always have this to remember him by my face. <laughs> I always have my face to remember him by that he's had to sew me up and and pick glass out my face. Oh, there's yeah, he had to pick glass out my face and sew my face up, and I'll always remember that because it was like late. He like he like woke up at one a.m. to sew my face up. <sighs> you have any like memories like that with Uncle Robert? Well, I usually had memories of my Uncle Robert at family reunions back in the early 90s. And before he got into the medical field, he was just another guy that was out there working. And then he ended up meeting a lady back in the late 80s, and they got married. And then our cousin, our uh, his first son, uh, Justin, was born. And then that was when things started to change. You know, he started going from just another country guy to getting into more serious jobs out there to try to provide for his family. And that was the reason why he got into the medical field because he realized that things were changing and he needed to change in order to be a success. And that was why he went out there all over Texas and all over the country to be the success that he was. And because of that, he was very innovative in terms of medical stuff, like you said earlier. Yeah. And he was a, he was a good guy overall. I mean, when I had nothing going for me in my 20s, he would help, he would put me to work on his land and of course sometimes he would help me out financially even though I never asked for any money because I'm not the kind of guy that asks for money so he was a very generous guy and he was a very good guy what um what do you th- what, what what if you had some some comments some relief to give to his sons what would it be well, for all of his uh, sons that listen to the podcast, I'm going to say that just because he is not here with us does not mean he's not going to be here with us in spirit. He'll always be with us in spirit and in truth. And you need to keep in mind that just because you've had some shortcomings in your life does not mean you cannot turn it around and make something better of it. So in his memory, try to cherish the times you had with your father and Make something good of your life and don't give up on your hopes and dreams because you'll be able to follow his steps and even make your own path, which is which is much better than what he made while he was here. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It just seems so crazy. He just seemed like the like the healthy one, but I guess you know we've we've had aunts and uncles that have died and then they've resuscitated back, you know, and then it's like. But not Uncle Robert. That's just so crazy to me. It, like it's like it was such a shock, such a shock. And uh, okay, so just just to try to make this a long episode because we need to we need to hit at least forty five minutes. I mean, I do, I sadly don't have that many stories with Uncle Robert. I just have like a few memories. I, every time I seen him, it was a joy to see him. But I don't have. Like big memories of them, I guess. Uh, I, I've, already, I've already said them. <laughs> it's not; they're not really big stories, you know. I, I, that, 
he was just all, he was the eldest. I mean, he was you know he's always like I didn't really have conversations with him. I talked to him here and there on Facebook. Uh, so it's just kind of one of those things. But um, I did like him. I liked him a lot, and I miss him. And I wish I wish I was able to uh, communicate with him more, to talk with him more, and uh, to establish a better relationship. Uh, I kind of wish I established a better better relationship with some of the other uncles too, and the aunts. It's like. Some of them I do. Some of them I have a really good relationship and really good memories and stuff like that. It's just, for some reason, I think it's just because he was just, he lived far away. But, uh, but he was there, you know, he, he definitely had an impact. You know, he, he definitely, you know, influenced, like, the camping, the camping side. That my camp, all my camping, me- like, mo- three-fourths of my camping memories are thanks to Uncle Robert, uh, for, you know, talking everybody into always doing these family camping events and so i always remember that and and, uh that's what makes me like love i i personally i don't camp enough i don't have like the stuff but remember i i brought us all camping once to damn uh uh devil's peak what it was called devil's peak where's devil's peak you remember we're supposed to jump off of it wasn't that near inks lake inks lake that's what it was we camped at inks lake See, I, if I, I, that camping at Inks Lake was just memories of me camping with Uncle Robert in uh, wherever we used to camp. I guess it was up in Jasper, but I thought it was farther. I thought it was like a weird place, but, but I think, I think it was so long ago that now everything's like very city. It was, it was a lot more country-y back then, and now it's all city-like. It's all been made into a, a city. <laughs> All of, all of these places that were once country, they are evolving into very urban places, and it's to a point now where it's not very fun to go anymore because we always see these changes, and when these changes happen, all the memories that we have of places, you know, yeah. they, they just go downhill. I mean, that's something that Uncle Robert knew from time to time. That was why he had to find other places for camping. Yeah. And, uh, and not to take this... Yeah, yeah, it is weird. It is weird that a lot of the old, like, really cool camping areas used to be acres and acres of awesome land. It used to look like an adventure, and now the camping areas may be an acre instead of instead of instead of fifty acres. It's an acre of camping land, and everything else is now like Walmart. <laughs> they put a Walmart where you used to camp. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just how I feel. That's just how I feel about it. Uh, but I do want to. I, I do want to talk about something that that maybe maybe this can be a dual episode where we talk about you know it's it's half you know a little bit of Uncle Robert tribute, but more of a family in general and how should like maybe we should talk about family in general for this episode. And so I want to talk about the idea of because this has been bothering me mainly because it's been bothering me. So, we have a relative. I'm not going to name him. I'm not even going to give his fake name. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm just not, I'm not going to name him. I'm just, because I don't want, I don't want to feel like an attack, but I just want to say that it bothered me. And that's something that we should be spoken about because it's bothersome. We have a relative who, who, when we, when was, who was, when given the news 
about Uncle Robert's passing said, "Oh, he was, he was, he was, he was, a, he was mean to me. He was a dick to me. I don't care. I don't. Yeah, he was. He was mean to me. I don't. I don't have nothing to do with the Morgans. They were all mean to me. They were all mean. I like for some reason, just." It's just been bothering me. I feel like it's a total slap in the face to not even who he was saying it to, which was, you know, the the deceased sister. But it's a slap in the face to our cousins who just lost their father. It's a slap in the face to the other family members who are grieving. And it was just like, it's just like probably one of the meanest, self-righteous, selfish things anyone I've ever heard anyone say to somebody to their face like it's one thing to think those thoughts like oh that he was they were kind of mean to me but to just have a total disrespect like just disrespectfulness just to openly disrespect all these people you grew up with and used to care about but for some reason it's just eating at you that people are just mean oh they were mean to me they were they were mean it's like, what is that? Like, what? <sighs> I'm, I was just so bothered by that, Ray. Can you can you explain to me why I was bothered by this? Of course, because when somebody in the family dies and your excuse is that they're mean to you, that means you did not care about what they tried to do for you and how far they were trying to push you to be a success in life, to be motivated to get out there and be somebody. And for the person that openly disrespects somebody right after they died, you know, and the kids hear about it, of course they're not going to want anything to do with you. And other people in the family member are going to be so mad at you that they're not going to want anything to do with you. And then guess what? When all hell breaks loose and your life falls apart, who's going to be there for you in times of emergency? No one because you disrespected somebody right after they died and then you make an excuse like your family is mean to you. Well, guess what? I've had people be mean to me all the time. But guess what? I got out there and did stuff and eventually earned some of the people's respect. Just because somebody dies does not give you the right to say, they've been mean to me, so I don't care anymore. Because one of these days, when you're on your deathbed and nobody's there to comfort you, guess what? It's not going to matter because you're going to die alone and nobody's going to care. <laughs> that's mean to say, though. That, 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 that's, that's like... I, you, you, that's mean too to say. That's why it's weird. It's weird when you're dealing with family because it's because you because you do you do care, but you're just upset. You're just upset by them. It's just so I just don't understand. I just don't understand. And it's just so. Like, even your brother, Ed, Ed Ray, even your brother wouldn't say something like that. No, my, when, my, when my brother heard about the news, he actually did. He actually was surprised, and I think he did do a little grieving himself. So it's just like one of those things where it's just like, it's kind of like just kind of shocking because I just don't understand. I mean, I kind of do. I, can, I, I see where this persona has come from. But I just don't understand why it's coming, like, why this dark side to one of our relatives is just sort of, like, coming out right now. 
You know, why are they so, when they used to be so open and they didn't care about what, you know, people said and they were just going to be love, you know, loving and and fun, the fun guy. And But now they've become this <laughs> mad at everyone for every little thing, get mad at anything you say, get offended by everything you say. I mean, they're literally the most easiest offended per. They've become the easiest, most offended person I've ever heard of in my life. Literally everything offends this person. We can't, there's nothing you can do. Like, they, they do not accept anything you say. It's offensive. It's like, you have to say nothing. You have to be just, everyone has to be silent around them. Or, or you lose their love. You lose, you lose their care about you. Because you're, because you have an opinion that differs from them. You know, I mean, what is that about? What is that about, Efraig? Oh, it's about the control, you know, because when you decide to talk about something else that they don't like, they start berating you, they do all this and that. That is called emotional emotional abuse. They're basically, they're saying either you submit to their will or they're going to get pissed at you and they're going to berate you or walk away from you entirely. Yeah. That's how emotional abuse works. Well, that's how it feels. It feels like, it feels like... It's emotional abuse to us, and they don't care. They do not care. Do not care. All because we said that they went easy on Nicholas Sawwork. Well, I'm going to say this. Nicholas Sawwork is a cunt. <laughs> so take that. <laughs> Fuck Nicholas Sawwork. We're your family, damn it. Family. Ed Ray, why is the... You think... Everyone's saying, "Oh, it's Trump's fault. The family splitting." Or has has this kind of family stuff happened throughout history, though? Oh, of course. I mean, you can go back thirty years ago. Nobody is close knit like they were, let's say, hundred years ago or two hundred years ago. In fact, there's always a period of distress, grief, whatever have you, and it's always going to happen no matter what. So why do you have to make excuses and then say that people are mean to you and you want to? Just ignore them, brush them off like they meant nothing, like their legacy meant nothing to you. That is exactly the reason why we always have tension in the air because somebody wants to be an insufferable douchebag to a point where everybody else is going to fight. And no, it is not Trump's fault that we are so divided. We are divided because of the times. We are divided because of cultural evolution. We are divided because of society as a whole. Yeah. But why are they choosing, like, this to be like the the thing that why we're divided you know why is someone like maybe even why do we let opinions divide us so far because people want to one up each other to to be uh, to prove a point you know and it's not so simple i mean when you try to prove a point you need to explain why your point stands and why the other person's point is wrong and of course if even if you do elaborate, they're still not going to take it well. And in the case of family, yeah, you're going to have some points that are going to go against your own points. And instead of arguing about it, you could just ignore it and be polite to the person and go your own way at the end of the day. You don't have to just yeah. shout it out or talk behind somebody's back. If you want to respectfully disagree with somebody to their face, you can. But you cannot be so belligerent over an opinion. True, true. Oh, Ed Ray. 
I mean, I've had this issue. Uh, me, me, and I've, I've had, I've had, you know, disagreements with other family members. Uh, I'll even say, I'm not gonna say names, but uh, you have a sister that I've had disagreements with. But I tried to talk to her the other day, and she just ran inside and hid in the room. So I don't know. Like I, I maybe, maybe because me and her, our fight went too far. Maybe, but. I don't know. I guess I guess I'm the type of person I don't understand why why we can't just toss things under the rug. Like, yes, we fought, but can't we get over it? You know, can't we get over it? Are we family? Can't, why can't you get over it? You were you were that mad. You're that butt hurt. Why are people? Why do people get that butt hurt? They can't get over something. Not everybody's minds work the same, and even though it takes time for people to understand, some people just don't want to understand. I mean, that's that's the evolution of life. That is how we live, you know. We're going to have some disagreements, and then as time goes along, we're going to understand why things happen the way they do. But then there are others that just choose not to, and those are the people that are going to be hard to talk to, and they're going to be the people that you don't want to trust if they're not going to try. Yeah. Ed Ray, you and I have had um, disagreements in the past. How are we still so close? <laughs> because we're morons, that's why. We're morons! And that's why we're so close? Why are we... Is it stupid to be close to each other? Well, yeah, because where's the challenge? <laughs> where's the challenge? You know, Ed Ray, I think just being... But you know what? Being close with you... Has affected relationships with like you know that's it's being close with you let like letting you be you like accepting you for you and accepting everything you say even 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 if I go like let letting you say words on the podcast has affected relationships with other cousins that's how that's how weird life is it's like why can't I just let you say what you want to say it's like it's so crazy it's not me saying it it's not them saying it it's just you saying it but they're so like. I don't want to be associated with the things that Ed Ray says. Ed Ray's saying bad things. He shouldn't say the things he's saying. Uh, that's a good old communist mentality when you're not allowed to express your opinions freely because they don't like it. Well, to hell with them. <laughs> to hell with them. To hell with them. I just think it's so crazy. It's like, even, even with all that backlash, even all that thing, I still... I still partner with you and let you say whatever, and it's it's like if if anything, I'll still have you, Ed Ray. <laughs> Even if we fight and, and and get on each other's nerves and screw up <laughs> screw up stuff, or or uh, you know what though, you've never recorded a tree, you've never been a Cody Durham where you record a fucking tree during a wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're competent. You're competent. Oh my god. I hate it. <laughs> it's probably a random shade to throw out during a family. But I'm just saying. I like I like Ed Ray. I like hanging out with I like Ed Ray's insight. He's a good chatter. Good at talking. Good at wrestling commentating. <laughs> you have a lot of talents, Ed Ray. Well, you have to uh, go. You have to start somewhere and work your way up. That's why I work hard on making my videos and write and other stuff. Do you think that the other family members uh, underestimate you? 
Hell yeah, and that's the beauty of life, you know. Sometimes you underestimate somebody, then they come back and surprise you with something. I mean, that's the challenge of life. You gotta fool them at times just to get their attention. Just to get their damn attention, you gotta fool them. You gotta say things like, the Nazi manifesto is the greatest book in the world. That's what you... <laughs> I, I, there is no such thing as a Nazi manifesto. <laughs> it, there, there is a communist manifesto, and that book sucks ass. <laughs> but Mein Kampf is better because it has so much truth in there compared to the communist manifesto. Well, this is two episodes in a row where Ed Ray has promoted the Mein Kampf. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. Don't cancel us. Don't ban us from Twitch. Don't do it. I want to watch you stream to be a wave. Don't ban us for the mind gump. <laughs> we just... <laughs> we just exploded heads, Ed Ray. <laughs> just exploded heads. Oh jeez. And now we're going to jail for murder. What <laughs> What's some uh what's some family memories you remember? What what do you remember about uh It's so crazy cuz we have like what oh another thing that's that's sad about um all this is that um you know we have a grandmother. How old is grandma now? Our grandmother is 77 years old. Jeez. Wait, wait, wait. Nah. She was she was 7 when she had it, Robert? Let's see. She was How eight, she was eight alone. She was nineteen in November of nineteen sixty two. So she was nineteen? Yes. Okay, she she was nineteen when she had Robert. Okay, because he was fifty nine. And she's she's seventy two, you said? No, she's seventy seven. Seventy seven. I I'm sorry. Okay, she's seventy seven. 59, okay, that's 19, okay. That's just so crazy. He didn't make it to 60, that's sad. Oh, jeez. Who, so you think, oh, so, so your mom, your mom's gonna be the first one to make it to 60. Probably 65, who knows. But, um, okay, thank you. My wife made me quesadillas. Eh, <sighs> women. <laughs> um... Anyways, <laughs> uh, so, dang, she's like, how, that's just so crazy, that, that's, that's probably, word, that's probably sad too, that's probably a really bad thing when like a mother outlives her son, outlives one of her sons, you know, I mean, uh, Grandpa Bobby, ah, oh, he must have died pretty young, did Grandpa Bobby die young? He was 66. What? How, what? How long ago was that? He died in two thousand four, January eleventh. So what? How many years is that? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, fourteen, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. That's like. T- so he died in two thousand four. He was what? Fifty-six. He was sixty-six. That's in so. He'd be eighty. No. No. He'd be seventy something. No, no. If he were alive, he would be eighty-three years old. Eighty-three? How old was he? So he's seventy-seven. Seventy-eight, seventy-nine, eighty, eighty-one, eighty. He was six years older than Grandma. 
I didn't know that. Almost, because he was born in November 37, and Grandma was born in August of 43. Oh, crap, crap. So he was he, he was born pretty, pretty he, he lived early, yeah, he, was, he would have been like 80-something. Yeah, he'd been eighty something. That's crazy. <sighs> but yes, he was. I guess he was. He was older. So that's just. I don't know. It's just blow my mind. Just blow my mind, Edray. That. Oh no! But that means Uncle Robert died younger than Grandpa Bobby. Unfortunately, because the Morgan men had been known for not taking better care of themselves. Maybe except for your father, of course. Yeah, I. I think. Um. Probably Jason takes good care of himself, you think? Yeah, I mean, he may be a little bit slower than he was in his youth, but he's still taking care of himself. And then, um, and Uncle Josh is still young. He's, even though he's, you say he has diabetes, he's, um, he's quit drinking and quit, uh, smoking and, I dr- know, uh, he still smokes, I think, but he kept, he's quit drinking. He, he's trying, he's trying to quit smoking, but he, I guess he, uh, I think he found religion again, and so he's like trying to give up all the bad habits. That's really nice. Yeah, sometimes you gotta wait until you're a lot older to understand why those things are bad because you're always wrapped up in cultural stuff, you know, and yeah. you want to try to gain acceptance. But when you start hitting the hard stuff like the alcohol or the drugs or whatever, it's gonna take over your life. And then when yeah. you try to quit, it's not easy to stay off of it because. You're going to be in those bad habits because of bad people encouraging you. Hey now, craft beer, craft beer is not a bad habit. Sorry. Once again, welcome to the Opinions and Beer Network. We're pouring, we're pouring, we're going we to gotta drink this whole thing. There's a little bit left. We're going to drink, we're gonna, we got to drink the whole bottle before the episode's over. <laughs> we got to drink the bottle, so that's the whole gimmick. <laughs> It's pretty good, though. It's pretty good beer so far. Yeah, in a normal episode of Opinions and Beer, we may have some more guests on, but in remembrance of Uncle Robert, this is just us. This is just family here. Yeah. Oh, man. Uncle Robert. He, uh, you know what, though? I looked at his kid. They posted, um, I guess Justin got access to his uh, Facebook, and Justin had posted the picture of, like, Uncle Robert when he was a kid posted that picture as the the new profile picture and like he looks the same like he his fa- facially i can see that face still that's so crazy like a lot of kids when they grow up they don't look like what they did when they were you know a kid it's like oh man you grew up like that hey, this is what you used to look like when you're a kid but uncle robert's face looked just like it looks the same just bigger like fatter <laughs> fatter like put, he put some weight on it but yeah but but i, I just thought that was cool that was so his cool. his weight was the main reason why his health went downhill but but he was kind of buff he, he had big arms you don't think he worked out you don't think he exercised i think he worked out and exercised but like i told you before he had a poor diet just like everybody yeah. else in the family why, why do we have poor diets so well we were always taught to Eat starchy foods because fat was bad for us. But you know me, I I like to put butter in my tea and cook my food in pork fat. Jesus Christ almighty God! So I don't care what the medical establishment says, I'm going to eat butter and lard until I'm dead. Ed Ray, you're going to die before the next uncle. (laughs) 
Well, good for me. I'd rather live a short life happy than live a long life miserable. What are you going to do if you live the 90-something? Maybe put myself in a nursing home and wait until I die. You'll put yourself in one? Yeah. Are, are you okay with living in a nursing home? If it means me ready to go, yeah. See, I haven't I haven't put much thought into it. If I if for if for some reason I had to do something, like I don't know if I would want to go into a nursing home. Well, if you were to outlive your wife, you'd probably stay here and let your sons find your dead body. <laughs> oh my Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on you know what's weird about family about something weird going on that I've I've thought about too with some family family issues. Uh, what are your thoughts about um, Sonny? Is Sonny still alive? I think so. I mean, he's been uh, battling dementia for a couple of years. I yeah, think. Yeah, but I mean, they they put him in a nursing home, and then Grandma Nell's living with family. It's like that's kind of weird. Is that weird? Well, she thinks she can still walk and still do some basic stuff like doing the laundry. Or no, I out. no, I know, I know. No, that's not. I'm saying, isn't that weird that like these two married people, like one person went to a nursing home, and like, do they see each other a lot? I don't think they've seen each other <laughs> exactly in quite a while they, because are... the problem is with dementia people, they don't know who you are after quite a while. So, why make the trip if they don't know you see, after that? Isn't that that's kind of like a weird thing. Is that weird to you? It's like, it's like, I wonder how grandma... Has grandma talked to you about how she feels about not being able to see her husband? Well, her- she tells me that it's kind of upsetting, you know, but... When, when the person in the nursing home isn't allowed to see his own wife, it's because of the kids telling them, no, you can't see him anymore. And that's basically what happens... When a married couple is forced to separate because one has dementia and the child of the person won't let his own wife or whatever see them. Yeah. I heard that um they wouldn't let they wouldn't let you know, Uncle Robert, one of the last things he had to do was was get um get grandma's stuff because uh Sonny's Sonny's daughter wouldn't let them in to get her stuff. So that's so like Uncle Robert he he really helped a lot of the other uh, relatives, like health wise or just financially sometimes, or just uh, just helping them out, like having to like do stuff for for their mom, for grandma. He did a lot of stuff for grandma. He was he was grandma's doctor, and for, for I mean basically, I mean, didn't he he gave her a lot of shots. He gave her, he kept her healthy. Uh, he's I mean Uncle Nathan. What's Uncle Nathan gonna do? He was living with Uncle Robert. Because you know of his his health issues, and he was getting healthy uh, through Uncle Robert. So it's like, what's Uncle Nathan gonna do? What's uh you know Aunt Tab was getting some health stuff occasionally, but she she abuses it. She abuses it with other doctors and stuff. But that's not about Aunt Tab. <laughs> we love you, Aunt Tab. But <laughs> you do abuse medicine. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, I just so I mean Uncle Uncle Robert, despite. Me not having a close relationship with him, uh, as close as I would like to have had, uh, Uncle Robert did a lot still for members of the family and was their doctor. And I mean, he technically he was my doctor. He sewed my face up. You know what I mean? So I mean, th- this is this is a very impactful loss to the family, and um, and it's pretty sad. Like I like I you hear my I'm a guy. 
uh, it's just kind of it's just kind of mind blowing, you know. It's just kind of mind blowing, and I really feel for our cousins, and I, I can't, I couldn't imagine losing my parent, you know. And I know Allie jokes all the time, Edward jokes all the time about I'm gonna kill my mom when my mom's dead. Life will be better, but we all know that if <laughs> if we lose our parent, that's like it's like it's it's just a, a hard thing, especially so kind of you know young is is young because it's younger than his dad passed away and so that's that's extra young you know what I mean? if you try if i think the main goal of the main goal of kids is to live to the age or past the age of your parents and so if you if you don't live to the age of your parents or past the age of your parents then you died young and i think i think uncle robert died way too young and he uh he left behind a legacy, and hope, and that uh, I don't know who could feel it right now. And so, uh, and so here we are. Let me pour Ed Ray this last bit, and we're gonna say salut. We're gonna toast to Uncle Robert, and let's see. Let's toast this. What would you rate that beer? I give it an eight out of ten. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you know what? Because Ed Ray gave it an eight out of ten, and he hates beer, I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. This is a solid Belgium Quadrilil, coming at eleven point three percent alcohol by volume. This is a purchase by the brewery. I'm gonna have to buy more from the brewery. They're just so fucking expensive. This one bottle was eleven dollars, but usually. The little 16-ounce cans are fucking $12, so it's like, good God almighty. <sighs> we talked about a lot of stuff in this episode. We reviewed Partridge in a Pear Tree by the brewery. We talked about Uncle Rob. We gave our thoughts. We gave our condolences. We uh, talked about other family issues and drama. We gave our opinions about the total disrespect by some family members uh, to Uncle Robert and to the Morgan family as a whole, that is uh, totally unacceptable. Um, but I say it's totally unacceptable. But that's that's just our opinion, and that's fine. Cause all we have here are opinions and beer. We are a million simple beings.